The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Six. Welcome to episode three of the 643 podcast brought to you by 680 The Fan and Dickie Broadcasting Corporation. Here to bring you all the news you need on the Atlanta Braves, who are still technically at the moment locked out, though it does look like we're going to be getting a resolution to that very, very soon. We've got some good news coming on the CBA front from the unlikeliest of sources who may have just hit the biggest redemption arc we've seen in quite some time. We're going to talk about Ronald Acuna today. I've been putting this off for a while. And with the expectation of the CBA being signed, we're going to look at some of the other free agents, aside from Freddie Freeman, that could be potential ads or just fun speculation for the Atlanta Braves, as well as really getting into what Ronald Acuna really is and how special what we're watching is from this young man. But before we do, let's talk about this CBA. So, Starting off with a 43-day delay in the two sides meeting and discussing the CBA might not have been such a smart idea as they got right up until the deadline day as if anybody thought that they would finish this any earlier. And because they'd only been meeting 15, 20 minutes at a time, maybe an hour here or there, they had to work all day and all night yesterday. And Good news, a lot of ground was covered. Now, I don't know that I particularly buy that it's so far looks like the players got much of anything. Uh, It it looks to me like the players kind of caved a little bit, which is good for having baseball on the TV. And it's good for, you know, myself as a content creator. But as far as the CBA itself goes, I don't think that it is. I don't think it's been particularly successful. All the major things they were looking to get added and taken care of. None of those were taken care of. And one of the main reasons for that is it only takes eight owners to veto anything. All uh, the owners have to be mostly unanimous. If eight disagree, then it won't go through and it'll hold it up. And unfortunately for Major League Baseball, there's about a third of the league that isn't interested in winning or putting the best product on the field, which is why they the first rule in any of this to change anything is is to fix baseball's issue with teams actively tanking, trying to put the cheapest product on the field to be as bad as possible, to get the highest pick possible, to then turn around and have cheap talent for a few years before they then end up trading that away. It's the Billy Bean model or the Tampa Bay Rays model in in the late in uh, as we've seen more recently. Uh, although with some with teams like the Rays. Uh, they they don't have a lot of money, so they have to get creative. Now, you could say, and I would support this, of uh, if the ownership, quote-unquote, doesn't have the money to field teams at the same rates as everybody else as far as salary-wise, and they have to constantly move 
players in and out, well, then that ownership group probably shouldn't own the team. Same way that they have the worst stadium in Major League Baseball, and, and the fact that it's in St. Petersburg and not in Tampa Bay is pretty ridiculous to me. Uh, and if that ownership group isn't willing to spend the money that it takes to be a successful, or, I mean, they are successful, but if it's not willing to spend the money it takes to be competitive along with the salary demands of every other team, then they probably shouldn't own that team. Uh, which is a shame because Tampa Bay is so good. You wonder what they would be like if they had ownership that actually had money to throw around to where they didn't have to trade guys away the second they started making money. We probably won't ever know uh, until Tampa Bay moves out of Tampa Bay or St. Petersburg or is sold to another group. We really won't know. And it's a shame because they do have Kevin Cash, who is, in my opinion, the best manager in all of baseball. They have one of the best front offices in Major League Baseball, uh, front office who all of their acolytes are now running the best teams in Major League Baseball right now. They're a fantastic organization from a baseball standpoint. They just aren't one that tends to spend money. So uh, we are looking at expanded playoffs. Uh, looks like it's going to be 12 teams. They've thrown out an idea of 14 teams. I really don't even like expanding to 12 without the thought of having, one, a salary floor, uh, and two, setting that up for expansion in the future, which I think is going to happen relatively quickly. I think Nashville is going to have a team. I think you could argue Portland or Las Vegas, but I think Nashville for sure is going to get a team here soon. It'll be Nashville or Charlotte, and Nashville being known as Nash Vegas, I would assume they get themselves. They're, they're going to be on the short list to get a team. Montreal as well. Maybe, maybe if they wanted to maybe not go back to Montreal, maybe someplace like Vancouver. I think they want to get it back into that Canadian market uh, and, and not just with Toronto. Uh, there, there are certain little things. They're adding in extra money to the pre-R bonus pool, but it's going to stay at 22% of the Super 2 eligible, which is something that could hold up some some talks today, depending on who you're listening to. Uh, but overall, we got to give a big shout out to uh, maybe the most unlikely source for correct information, Bob Nightingale of USA Today, uh, which is the running joke of, across any baseball fan across any platform, is whenever Bob Nightingale goes and says something is going to happen, it's about 100% possibility that the exact opposite is going to happen. Not so last night, as Bob Nightingale was really the first and only person. John Heyman, I guess we got to give Heyman a slice of credit. He was... He was mostly correct before anybody else was, or he at least went public with it before anybody else did. But Bob Nightingale tweeting all through the night, letting everybody know what was going on with the, uh, with, with the negotiations for the CBA. And it does look like we will get a resolution today, whether it's by, by the arbitrary 5 p.m. deadline, I don't know. But knowing my luck, uh, it's probably going to happen while I'm recording this episode. And what that's going to mean is with baseball season, theoretically, right around the corner. There'll probably be a shortened, there'll be a shortened spring training for sure. Uh, you're, getting, you're going to see a, a very fast and very wild free agency period, similar to what you saw right before the lockout was instituted. And that could be good news and bad news. It could be that if the status quo remains the same, maybe teams don't feel quite the urge to, to go in and lock players in for these crazy deals that were over market just to get them signed before the CBA, you know, your Marcus Semien or your Corey Seager type deals. Uh, or it could be that because they've had to miss a month and a half of being able to sign players, teams are going to be trying to get ready quickly for the start of the season and may, they got to make moves quickly. And for the Braves, obviously, the glaring need is Freddie Freeman. Uh, I still think Freddie Freeman is going to resign. I, I'm hoping against all hope that we get uh, the news that Freddie Freeman is, is resigned with the Braves about five minutes after the CBA talks in or about five hours or something to do with the number five. Uh, I think that would be cool. 
But there are other free agents on the market that would make a lot of sense with this team. Uh, some with Freddie Freeman, some depends on payroll going up more or, or what have you. But there's there's a few guys that I like, and this is not even talking about trades, which I still think is the most likely method uh, of acquiring another big time player would be to kind of deal from a position of strength, um, kind of loosen out the 40 man roster just a tad. But Carlos Rodon is very interesting. Depends on how much he's going to get. If you're going to sign Freddie and Rodon, you're having to talk about a pretty significant jump. The Braves have at least about 18 million coming off the books. I think it's a little bit more than that, but they've got, they've got 18 to 20 coming off the books for this year. Now you are going to have to factor in arbitration raises for some of these players who are ARB eligible for the first time. So I, I don't, without looking at the numbers in depth, because I don't, really want to right now to be perfectly honest uh you're probably looking at around 15 15 to 17 million which if you sign freddie freeman then that's talking about 25 to 30 most likely closer to 30 so you're talking about a, a net increase of adding 13 14 million dollars uh, and then for carlos rodon he's a guy that if you look at spot track his his market value is right around 24 million i don't know that he'll actually get that he had a fantastic season last year but he's a guy that kind of struggles to remain healthy uh his velocity had started to drop precipitously from the beginning of the season to the end where he started off throwing close to 100 ended up averaging about 93 94 it only about 120, 130 innings pitched. The Braves are one of the few teams that actually have enough starting pitching depth to where that doesn't bother me, him being 120, 130 to 140. That doesn't really bother me. Uh, he is a guy that, as he showed last year, when he's on, he's absolutely incredible. Great stuff. He's always had good stuff. Last year, he really put it all together, though. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the prize starting pitching free agents. I, he's a guy that I would look out for the angels in particular, but the Braves, if they wanted to go with another veteran pitcher, another veteran starter, certainly a guy that they could target would be a, a consistent upgrade. Another one is Nick Castellanos. Uh, he is a very, very good hitter. This would probably more hinge on, on being able to trade Marcelo Zuna, which I don't know if they will. It's, it's sad to say, but in baseball there, if you're talented, somebody will trade for you. Um, there is somebody that would take Marcelo Zuna. It just depends on what the Braves had to take back in return. Again, it comes down to uh, whether or not Liberty Media is willing to jack the payroll up to closer to 180 to 175 to 185 or so, closing in on 200. Uh, would make for a very nice bat in the lineup, particularly with Freddie Freeman. Uh, you lose Jorge Soler and replace him with Nick Castellanos. That's, that's quite a, a good add. The next one is one that I think has an actual possibility and a, a really good possibility one that kind of screams an Alex Anthopoulos deal that's Michael Conforto Conforto turn uh Conforto leaving the New York Mets turned down their offer uh looking to get a multi-year deal on the market probably won't get one that's near the price of the QO coming off of a bad season for him a season ago but Conforto is a guy that when he's on the field generally speaking has a lot of power has a really good eye at the plate he's not a great defender but he's not awful either he's a guy that you could throw out there and left and, and feel confident that he's going to at least be you know, he's not going to he's he's not going to kill you as far as what he's going to give you defensively. You're just counting on a big off a uh, big bounce back offensively. He's a lefty power bat, which the Braves really need. Even if you re-sign Freddie, adding another lefty power bat is a nice thing in a division that features mostly right handed arms. Uh, he's got a big pop. He play well at, at, at Truist Park. And I've always liked Michael Conforto, even with the whole getting hit intentionally thing against the Marlins. But, you know, it's the Marlins. Screw the Marlins. So, um that's a guy that I'd really circle. If you're looking for guys that are uh, the most likely additions to this Braves team through free agency, Michael Conforto is going to be one of those guys. And another one, this is more of just kind of a shot in the dark, see what you could get him on, if you could get him on a cheap deal and see if he can have a bounce back. Tommy Pham 
is a guy that's always kind of interested me as a potential type of Alex Anthopoulos target. He's not, he's not a superstar by any means. His best days are definitely behind him, but he is a guy that still gets on base even having a bad season a year ago, uh, just just straight up numbers wise, he'd be one of the more annoying guys to try to watch on the team. But he's a guy that does a lot of things. He, he's, I'm not sure how he fits in locker room wise. There's a lot of Matt Kemp to him where he's not exactly well regarded, um, at least to my knowledge, in the clubhouse or in the in the dugout. He can be a little aggressive uh, and not exactly the type of assimilator you're kind of looking for. Um, wasn't fantastic last season, ended up hitting 15 homers, 49 RBI, stole 14 bases, which was nice. Ended up going 229 with a 340 OBP and a 383 slugging. But his underlying numbers pointed to him having a fair bit of bad luck. 280 BABIP, uh, lower than his, his career norms by about 40 points. Uh, his, his WABA, his weighted on base average, was 318, but his expected WABA was 354. Now, I don't always say that whatever you're expected is is what you'll get because baseball is very variable. A lot of weird things can happen, but certainly shows that there was a lot of bad luck involved, and he still finished out with a 102 WRC+. Plus. Um, he's not the best defender in the world. He's not the worst either, but he's, he's certainly not somebody that's really going to be playing center field anymore. But again, park him in left. Um, this would be a guy that you could get him and, and maybe bring back Eddie Rosario and you could, uh, you could platoon those two. Uh, he's a guy that can come in and pinch hit. He's, he's not incredibly fast, but he's fast enough to, to be a threat on the base paths, but he does have a very good eye at the plate and doesn't strike out a ton, just under 23% K rate with a walk rate of about 14%. He gets on base at a good clip. Uh, and that, that's really something you could look for. Even if he ends up just being a bench bat, that's a guy that can do some good things for you. Shouldn't be expensive. He's one that I could see Alex add to kind of round out the roster. He could be your Eddie Rosario type of sign this year. Uh, your guy that you just kind of take a dice roll on and see what he could give you. There's, there's a few others, obviously, that you can kind of get into. But I need to save some content until we have some games to really discuss for sure. Um, so we're going to go ahead and reset here the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. One of the players that we know is going to be back, the only question is when, is Ronald Acuna Jr. And unless you've been under a rock since 2018, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the short list, most exciting players, most talented players, most promising players in all of baseball. This is a guy that last season, before going down with an injury, he was on pace to easily, and I do mean easily, walk away with the MVP. Uh, 4.2 F war and, and about half a season, a little bit less than half a season. He led the Braves in total war for most of the season, even after he was no longer playing. 
He was a guy that was set up for about an eight and a half war season, better known as a Mike Trout or a, or a prime Mookie Betts type season. Uh, he's an excellent, excellent player. But just how good is he? This is always the thing with Ronald Acuna Jr. is we see the crazy talent. And it is otherworldly talent. He's got, if you were kind of creating a baseball player and you were upping all of his attributes, you'd basically create Ronald Acuna Jr. The amount of explosion he's able to generate in his swing, the velocity is, is incredible. He's not a big guy. He's about six foot, maybe six one, but more likely about six foot, 185 to 200 and probably about 205 in between there. Uh, 2019 it was. He showed up a, a fair bit bigger, but I don't think he he liked the bigger frame. I think he felt it, it sapped his energy a little bit. Uh, but he he gets to these outrageous power totals and he has these outrageous exit velocities through this uncanny ability to generate speed and force in his hips and, and, and with his hands. He, he's an incredible player. There's not really a true weakness on, in Ronald's game. And if you want to nitpick, you can. You can nitpick the strikeout rates. Uh, but I, I, that is overblown nowadays. An out is an out, no matter how you slice it, in the view of most of these players now. He's just a guy that's absolutely doesn't really do anything badly. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's got outrageous power. He's a good hitter outside of even the power. Uh, he's excellent eye at the plate. Walks a lot. Gets the most out of his hits. He, he's just... An amazing player. I mean, there's no other way to, to really say it. He is just one of the full-on best players in baseball. If you were going to pick anything, you'd say maybe it's it's the it's it's the injuries, uh, which can be a fact, which is a factor of the aggressiveness at which he plays. But we're talking about a guy that just turned 24 years old. Uh, he he's already basically on pace to shatter Ricky Henderson's leadoff home run record. He's a guy that is a, a in the mold of a traditional middle-of-the-order type of bat with his power, but he's also in the traditional mold of of a leadoff hitter in terms of his speed and his aggressiveness on the base pads and his ability to get on base. He's just the perfect type of player for this modern day of baseball. He's really the perfect type of player for any age of baseball, but in particular, the modern age of baseball. This is a guy that's, he's going to hit 40-40 at some point in his career. He's going to have a 40 homer, 40 steal season. He almost had that in 2019 uh, when he went 41 homers and 37 RBI. He's, he's going to be a guy that's going to generally hit in between 280, 300, have an OBP anywhere from 370 to 400 slugging 500 to 600 that's the type of outrageous talent he is and as crazy as he as crazy as he is you think that some of his numbers are a little overinflated his wABA to x wABA ratio he's been below his 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 wABA has been below his x wABA every year except for 2018 this is a guy that even with the outrageous numbers he's put together has actually been a little bit unlucky and that is a scary scary thing for all of Major League Baseball. He's a freakish level of talent. We talk about Vlad Guerrero Jr. We talk about Shohei Otani. We talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. might be more naturally gifted than every single one of them. That is an unreal statement. And when you're looking at, you know, who do you compare him to? Because there's not that many players in the history of Major League Baseball who have been similar to Ronald Acuna. The one name that I have been going back to since he came up in 2018 is King Griffey Jr., and yes, I am fully aware of how outrageous that is to say that, you know, a, a guy in his fourth going into his fifth major league season is as good as one of the most talented players of all time. A guy pretty universally uh, regarded as if he had stayed healthy, would have broken, would have shattered the home run record. 
That's the type of talent Ronald Acuna Jr. is. There is nothing he cannot do in a ball field. Outstanding defender in right field. Wasn't a bad defender in center, but definitely better in right field. Cannon for an arm that's very accurate. We've seen what he's been able to do with the assists. Uh, I think the Toronto Blue Jays could also tell you what he can do with the arm. Uh, incredible speed, aggressive on the base pass, unreal type of power from a frame that doesn't particularly look like it should generate that type of power. He's got insane exit velocities all the way through the roof, can do basically anywhere, anything, could hit anywhere in the lineup, prefers to hit at the top because he just likes that. He's got that swagger factor as well, that kind of X factor that Griffey had. That's That's the only comparison I really have for Ronald Acuna, and I think it's pretty dead on where you kind of have even the same downside where he's such an explosive athlete and he's so aggressive with the way that he plays that that is kind of the, 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 the injury thing really is the only con to his game is he, he might be a guy that might tend to have a fair bit of injuries throughout his career just because of the style with which he plays, but he's not a guy you want to see tone it down because I think that that aggressiveness is what allows him to be the type of player that he is. Um, you know, now, now that he's torn an ACL, it remains to be seen how he'll perform coming back. ACLs aren't as big of a deal anymore uh, as they were in the 90s and in the 80s and, and so on and so forth. Now, now we've gotten far enough to where it, it, it's not, it's definitely not a death knell for your career. It does remain to be seen if it'll sap any of explosion. And if it does, if it's going to be a noticeable amount of explosion, uh, if, if it saps some, maybe he's a 25 stolen base guy instead of a 40. He's young enough, though, and freakishly and just freakish genetics enough to where personally until I see it affect him, I don't think it will. He's already hitting without a brace. He's the brace just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, I He's going to be there for opening day at this rate, unless the Braves are just super careful and decide to slow walk him. He's going to be there for opening day. And that's a sight to behold for Braves fans that the fact that the Braves won without Ronald Acuna is incredible. But you're kidding yourself if you think that Ronald Acuna not playing had any sort of uh, had any sort of good impact on the Braves outside of the fact that they no longer had a top three talent in Major League Baseball to depend on. And, and really, I say top three. That's with me saying Mike Trout and Jacob Degrom are above him. But I could argue that that Ronald Acuna is a more talented player or more talented player than Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom is better at his particular thing pitching than Ronald Acuna is or and better than anybody except for maybe Trout than anybody in history. I think Jacob deGrom he's not going to have a longevity to do it um, but I think just just purely looking at his stuff Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher we've ever seen uh, right up there with prime Roger Clemens and you can say Roger Clemens without the sauce. Uh, we don't know what Roger Clemens would be if he wasn't using something um, but Jacob deGrom is that level of talent. Ronald Acuna Jr. though Health notwithstanding, if he's able to play like a lot of these extremely talented guys well into his 37, 38 year mark, this is a guy that could shatter records that that we've never seen before. Like he he's he is a guy that can go down to the annals of, of Major League Baseball as an all-time great. Like right up there with like a Willie Mays type of great, where it, it, it's really that level of talent. It it's it's just freakish. There's really no better word for it. And they're I, I hesitate to put a ceiling comp on there because I don't really think that there is a ceiling for what he can do. He's shown that even with unconventional, he, the way he keeps his hands and his at-bats are a little unorthodox. His swing uh, is a little unorthodox. It's not something that everybody could pull off. It's really only accomplishable because Ronald is Ronald. Uh, and it's not something that you normally see for a guy that's under 215 to generate power enough to hit 500-foot home runs or routinely post 110-plus exit velocities. He's He's just... He's just a level of insane that we have not seen with the Braves since Hank Aaron. 
Uh, and I do think, and this might might give me a little hot water. I think Ronald Acuna is more naturally gifted than Hank Aaron. I think he's more naturally gifted than Ronald than than Chipper Jones. I think he's, I think he's as naturally gifted as Andrew Jones was. And I think, na- and and this is somebody. I think Andrew Jones is more naturally talented than King Griffey Jr. To be honest, um, or at least he was. I think that Andrew's problem was Andrew didn't like the other aspects of baseball that one had to do to keep himself in super prime physical condition. I think that's why you saw such a a, a sharp decline from Andrew seemingly so fast, but look at Andrew Jones years before he started the decline, the numbers he put up in that span of time are, are (laughs) they're jaw dropping. Uh, And I think that's what you're kind of seeing with Ronald Acuna. I think he's, he's got a chance to be uh, what everybody thought Andrew could have been. Cause I don't think Ronald is a guy that's going to have that same type of decline. Ronald genuinely seems to be in love with every aspect of the game. Uh, and, and him and Ozzy together keeps each other loose and fun. And we'll discuss Ozzy at another day. So in closing for today's episode, the fact that the Braves are going to be able to get Ronald Acuna Jr. Back this year and, and sooner than a lot of people probably thought possible, that spells very bad news for the, re- for any of the Braves opponents. Um, Add Freddie Freeman back to this lineup. Get Ronald back for another year. Now that Riley had last year, if he can carry that over again into this year, you're talking about a team with Ozzy Albies having anything. Now that the the starting staff is is got Morton back, freed another year under his belt, and a lot of these young guys some even more experience going in. This Braves team is primed to be an absolutely lethal, lethal team. There, the, there's going to be everybody that's going to point and say to the Mets because of what they've added. I'm here to tell you, until somebody takes that crown off of the Braves' corpse, do not trust anybody that says that they are a more talented roster than the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers are probably still deeper than the Braves, but there, there's not there's not any rosters that you could look at right now and say, oh yeah, they've got a leg up on the Braves. They're, they're all extremely close, and it all starts and ends with Ronald Acuna Jr. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, episode number three. We will be back again on Thursday with our episode number four, including a minor league segment of a player that is very near and dear to my own heart, kind of similar to last week's, but one that is very, very dear to me. I'm sure those of you who have been following along with me for the last few years will be able to pick that out but that'll be for thursday as it stands now i'm gonna go ahead and end this episode so thank you guys so much y'all have a great day and hopefully by the time we come back on thursday we'll be we'll be ready to start our preparations for a shortened spring training and we'll have some cool free agency discussions to have so thank you guys we'll be back again thursday right here on the 643 podcast That's all, folks. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.